All righty. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the Michael Jordan of Australian Amateur Cricket Podcasting, Michael. Let me introduce you to the rest of Cricket Podcasting's 1998 Chicago Bulls. The Scotty Pippen of Cricket Podcasting, mainly because he thinks he isn't paid enough and really wants to leave. Welcome, David. <laughs> Uh, spot on, actually, but that's uh, that's actually a compliment, to be fair. I thought no. I was going to get Luke Longley or someone like that. <laughs> oh, I've definitely got Luke Longley. <laughs> <laughs> the next up is our version of Dennis Robin because he's so flam- flamboyant and outrageously controversial. Ross. And like Dennis Robin, none of us know where the fuck Ross is and he's not here, so... <laughs> And lastly, and definitely leastly, is the Luke Longley of our podcast, mainly because he's Australian and quite forgettable. Welcome, Alex. Still get the fucking ring, though, don't you, cunt? That's it. Still That's get the it. fucking ring. Or ring. I've no idea. I don't follow foreign sports, so. I think he's got a couple, I think. Okay. We had three till his house burnt down and he's safe as well. Yeah. Oh, that happened. Uh, there was bushfires in West Australia years ago. He lost everything. Yeah, and right. Mick, you do love a um, cigar and also having the reddest eyes on earth. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. my eyes are like brown. They're so cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production, but you by Big Lug Enterprises. So, um, so basically, we're going to jump straight in. We're going to talk about some cricket news. Um, so the big thing that's pretty hard to avoid at the moment is uh, the CA job losses. So um, yeah. there's been some cost-cutting me- measures down at Jollymont with relatively new to the role, really. Kevin Roberts getting the chop as the CEO of Cricket Australia, uh, along with 40 other CA staff members also um, have lost their jobs or been furloughed or whatever they call it. But reality is they've been given the act. So that's um, that's no good for those people. So... Um, the best, the best way to never get fired is to not get paid like we do here. So, uh, <laughs> so now before we go, we'll talk about this a bit further. But before we delve into it, basically, like there's a, we know Kevin Roberts has been in the in the gun for a while. So now, um, and now that job is open. So I'll just throw to David because there's been some rumours surrounding about who actually might be in line to replace Big Kev at the top of the CA tree. You are right about getting fired. I've been trying to fire myself on this podcast for two years and it hasn't happened yet. Um, so Pete Layla or Laylaw, or which from depending on where you're from, if you're from the northern suburbs of Melbourne, it's Laylaw. Um, he's reporting that they've cast a, a fairly uh, wide net for the successor of Kevin Roberts. And one of the names that come up was um, South Africa's own England captain, Andrew Strauss. Right. Yeah. So... Going through the comments, obviously quite xenophobic, as you'd imagine, uh, yeah. Alex. Uh, it's got to be an Australian doing an Australian job, blah, blah, uh, blah. Yes. Obviously, Mickey Arthur's name gets brought up, given that he was sort of the first outsider <laughs> coach to coach us. Uh, at the time, we were fucking disgusting anyway. So Let me guess the comments. Oh, what, what's he going to do, Strauss? Give homework to everyone <laughs> at fucking CA. <laughs> there may have been a, a touch of that. Um, yeah, I think he did a reasonable job for... English cricket when he was, I don't know, he might still be in charge of English cricket. I'm not sure, but um, I don't see any issue with it. If he's the best candidate, um, then yeah, he should yeah. be getting the job. Did you guys have any, uh, you would have cast your eye over this, Michael? Yeah, well, I um, I saw it. Um, it probably would have been the same way you saw it through social media and the like, and it's been reported on. I, um, I'm one of these people, like, and I'm of the belief that you get the best person you can get. So that's the whole thing. I just think if they look at Strauss, if, if it all gets laid out on the table and he's legitimately interested for one, yeah. prepared to move to Australia, which I think is a big part of it, which obviously he'll need to. And if he wants to do it, I think he's more than, I can't imagine there's going to be too many people with a better resume than he, him that's going to apply for it. Like, whether you like him or you don't, the reality is is that he has been involved in English cricket from a playing and an and now an administrative role where they've won cricket, they've won Ashes series. I'm pretty sure that yeah, they were like he was captain when they beat us over there. Um, he was in charge when they won the World Cup as an administrator. So like he 
like, I don't see an issue with it. the whole idea that this has to be an Australian person and you can't have someone from another country and all that stuff. It's just fucking stupid. Like, it makes no fucking sense. Like, are you going to tell me that if Michael Jordan put his hand up to coach the Boomers, you'd say fucking no because he's because he's not Australian? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's not a gaze or a longwood, <laughs> so you can't. Like, it's just not possible to do anything. Or a, a Blahoff. Yeah. <laughs> a Bradkey. I think Bradkey was Australian. Or his missus wasn't, maybe. The Bradkeys. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think the only – the best people – in the entire planet to run a sporting organisation, or at least be the figurehead of it, are Australian. Like, it's it's in our blood, I think. So <laughs> you can't possibly go anywhere else other than Australia to find, you know, anyone to run the bloody the country. It, it is, like, you do need to sort of understand Australian cricket a bit, but also, like, on the, the flip side of it, like, having a fresh face in there, I mean... <clears throat> it can't hurt because you've just got, you know, a bit of groupthink stuff. And I think, like, uh, Australian sporting codes do have a lot of groupthink. This is echo chamber of the same viewpoint because everyone's all come from that particular field. There's not too much um, integration mm. in between business and sport. There is a little bit between sport and different types of sport. Yeah. Rugby people will run cricket or football people will run cricket organisations or vice versa. But, like, there's still the groupthink mentality oh you might as well get someone new and you might as well get someone from friggin accounting to come in like who cares like yeah. it can't be that hard to understand it and the nuances they've had buddy 14 different investigations or big you know white papers into cricket australia and how it <laughs> runs in the last 20 years so like yeah. you just read those and you get an understanding of what's happening so Strauss has said previously that he enjoys uh, he enjoyed playing cricket in australia he enjoyed the way that the Australian team goes about their cricket. And he said that's kind of like admitting that you've had an affair with your sister-in-law or something along the lines <laughs> of that quote. <laughs> um, he also has a connection. He met his um, wife who passed away not long ago uh, in Sydney. So like, it's not okay. like he... Like, I don't know if she was Australian or not, but they met in Sydney in a bar somewhere. Um, so there's you know a loose connection already. And he's been out here in one Ashes series. So... It wouldn't surprise me if you know if he's keen to uproot his life and come over here if he got the job because, like you said, he's won Ashes World Cups now for England or with England. So yeah, the credentials are there. I suppose if it's just a cricket-based thing, you know, I don't know what his business acumen is like, but mm. if it's just based around just the cricketing aspect of the organisation and leave the business side of it to people in business, so we don't see an issue with him. But do we know any of the other? Candidates. Nah. I assume it's probably a lot of them are internal candidates. I would imagine. Uh, there was rumours of um, David as uh, a Gallop, the guy who um, oh, oversaw, oversaw the NRL when the storm fucked up, and then went <laughs> to um, A League, which has been yeah. just a resounding success since he's been there. So, <laughs> like, so there's talk of him, and there's talk of someone. I don't want to say Ben Buckley, but another, like, you know, one of those blokes that always gets their name thrown up in these type of roles. Yeah. Yep. One that um, I was surprised, and his name might have been thrown up around the time when Kevin Roberts got the job, is, um, and I don't know whether he's interested, that's the other thing, but he's um, Victorian, basically, king of the administrators, Tony Dottomay, because he's been doing it for Victoria and in the top of the tree there for a while, it feels yeah. like. So I'm surprised yeah, whether he whether he's not interested and doesn't want to do it. But I can't, I imagine his name would have to be internally yeah. thrown up at some stage as well. Yeah. Well, it's some good governance chat, Bull. You'd be pretty excited at the moment, I reckon. Yeah, I've been right up in the jodpers, Alex. Bit talking at the moment, I think. Bit, bit tight in the jodpers at the minute, <laughs> let me tell you. So, um, yeah, speaking of all these CA cuts, there's someone else who... Um, Say like cuts, cuts. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Was uh, <laughs> <laughs> was the um, was the big man Graham Hick got the job mm. as well as um, batting coach for the uh, Aussie uh, international side. So that will be quite disturbing for a young Mister Stephen Smith who, who relies on Graham Hick for throwdowns. But um, oh, yeah. but so poor old Marnus might his arm might get worked over a bit more than it's. Than he'll it never he'll never be able to throw the ball again. <laughs> Bat pads um, for the rest of his life, I think. PTSD. 
Um, sees a ball getting thrown anywhere. Cowers <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> but yeah, apart from big, uh, big Graham Hick, I don't didn't really see any other names mentioned of anyone I really struck a chord with me that um, was part of these um, redundancies. I think a lot of it was probably going to be your more um, office-based and admin style because... Operational stuff. Yeah, which kind of leads into the next part of what we're going to talk about. Um, so we'll move on from that. We'll move into the... Um, yeah, Alex? I'm sorry, I just wanted to talk about Hick and... I've read an article in Crick Info about yeah, him asking a uh, pretty poignant question to, I'm guessing it was a massive Zoom call or something when everyone got notified that the 40 layoffs would happen. And they've lasted a long time, Cricket Australia, without doing that, in my opinion. Every, everywhere else, everywhere has yeah. gone almost immediately. Here's what's going to happen, especially the AFL. Um, but <clears throat> the I think the board of directors all took a 20% pay cut. Yeah, or 25 it might have been, I think. Yeah. Around something. that mark. Yeah. yeah. And there was sort of like the beginning of the end of Roberts, I think, because he addressed everyone saying, well, there's going to be 40 people laid off um, and the board will get a 20%, we'll take a 20% pay cut. And Hick asked, oh, okay, so what was the reasoning? What was How was the decision come to about the 20% pay cut for the board of directors? Essentially saying, why, was, why isn't it higher? Yeah. You know, I guess, and they said, oh, look, that decision was made about three months ago or something like that, and they didn't really answer the question. So, and apparently Hick got a lot of kudos internally about asking the question that no one else wanted to ask, which as you can imagine they wouldn't want to because you're like, well, fuck if I ask and they... Yeah, I'll be on the chopping block. Yeah, Yeah. Dundon straight Mm. away. (laughs) And look, a personal experience of not me, but someone I work with did the same thing. (laughs) Picked up a stink (laughs) and then three days later it was like, oh, well, your job's redundant. So, yeah, and yeah, so apparently, from what I've read anyway, that that, that, um, you know, I I give him kudos as well for asking those tough questions and just, you know, taking it upon himself to ask a question everyone probably wanted to ask. And the answer also from Roberts was, which went down like a limb balloon apparently, which was, well, us all taking a 20% pay cut equals some version of people getting laid off, you know what I mean, to yeah. the business. You know, well. saying well, it's that much money, so then therefore, look, it's the, the impact it might be the same. As, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ, man. Like, <laughs> really? You know, you're not going to say that. You can... You should go back and say, oh, look, we're going to go back and look at it again. Maybe we haven't got hard enough. And then you can go away and do nothing. Yeah. Don't yeah. You could just say like, oh, yeah, yeah. Us getting 20% off fucking $300,000 a year or more might be worth more to the business, but you still got your fucking job and you still get paid uh-huh. for 200 grand. This, you know? this must hurt you, Alex, because you're not a big fan of um, periphery coaches, nor no, are you nor- big fans of... Um, board members and things like that. So you're really <laughs> in a in a tight position where you've actually you've actually defended a periphery coach. So it just sounds strange for me. I to have, hear that. but there's there's a flow diagram for me. But, yeah, yeah. And it's first off, is the person you know, a board member or an executive? Fine, they're they're at fault. Blame them. And then you go, <laughs> and then you go down the you go down the tree to everyone else. So I think the fact of. Graham okay. was fighting the power. Probably got it, got Alex on his side. I think, and a foreigner too. Yeah. <laughs> and and a look, ref- hey. he's a refugee, cricket refugee. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I actually just didn't like Graham Hick at all, <laughs> and I thought, what a silly decision for a batting coach for Australia. That's what I thought. Up until then, and I'm like, well, it's the same same reason I, I didn't like um. Grandpa Ian for ages until I read his book and I'm like, oh, that bloke fights the power at every step he takes. So he's now my man. So he's my man. I do remember going, harping back to what you were speaking, but I do remember that that was a bit of a sticking point too with Patrick Cummins and the AFL, the AFL, the Cricket, the Cricket Players Association when it got announced they wanted the players to take a 50% cut from memory. And they went, yeah, but you're only taking 20. And the NRL went down the same path too. So executives don't seem to have a real, like, finger on the pulse in this type of thing. They're not going to take any more pay cut. They're the ones making the decision. So, you know what I mean? They're not going to. It's not um, egalitarian at all, is it? 
No, it's they just do whatever they like if they think the backlash isn't going to be as bad as their decision is. Well, the other thing is, no one knows who the CA board members are, really. So what, what yeah. backlash are they going to get? Yeah, you're not going to walk nothing. down the street and someone throws a rotten apple. Yeah, yeah. that's mm. right. Yeah. I can tell you right I'm now, even after up. looking at him on social media for the last three days, I couldn't pick Kevin Roberts out of a fucking yeah. lineup. No, no, I wouldn't know. <laughs> You know, you just hope they're doing the right thing. But, you know, all the fucking Argus reviews and shit say they don't usually. So, I don't know. Just just fucking print your own bloody paycheck. That's essentially <laughs> I'm getting too deep into the fight the power. Let's move on. All righty. Speaking <laughs> of moving on, let's move on. All right. So, <laughs> so like I so um, next up, we're going to have a bit of a touch. So, this was, um, I found this information posted via uh, ESPN Creek Info. So, um, basically, the... Cricket, I don't know whether this was done before um, Kevin Roberts was uh, given the arse or it was done in the same board meeting, but they've essentially put out a plan or a, some guidelines and bullet points for what the Australian summer is going to look like this 2021 season. So the main points are from a cricket point of view, um, there was a Zimbabwe tour planned or they were coming here for Australia A games or something. That yeah. has been abolished. And <laughs> Ross predicted it. <laughs> all, all Australia A and Caxi fixtures for the entire summer are gone. That seems like a, I mean, bad for the players and the fringe, yeah. but it seems like a logical decision to yeah. make, right? But the thing where this confuses me is in the next point. So Sheffield mm. Shield, Marsh Cup, WNCL, BBL, and WBBL. So that is all our um, Australian format first-class list A style cricket will yep. retain their current formats and number of games. Okay. And don't the Caxi play in the Marsh Cup? Or did, did that get scrapped last year? Uh, a while ago, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. They're, they're okay. That's all right then. So I was trying to work out how the fuck does it stay the same as the Caxi <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. That's how much attention I pay to the fucking... Yeah, the Matador Cup, whatever yeah. it's fucking called these days. Um, yeah, okay, so all of that, so from that <laughs> point of view, all that stays the same. We're not, according to this, we're not going to be losing games or anything like that, which is a very interesting situation considering that the plan at the moment is for, in Australia, for the Australian rules football season, the AFL, and for the rugby seasons, either union or league, to push further into October, which is cricket territory. So it's going to be interesting. I suppose in some cases, such as in Victoria, we have Jolly One Oval, which is used for football. I know like in Sydney, I'm sure North Sydney Oval and a few of these things aren't used for that top flight of these sports. So there probably might be times where sports are going on at the same time or something like that. I'm not really sure. But Mm. so either that or there's going to be a lot more games jammed in closer together through November, December, and uh, so forth. So yeah, you wouldn't have thought that have cricket uh, Australia would have access to like the big grounds or like the test yeah. venues until well, later in yeah, the season. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. Like, what do we in, got? The yeah, junk. Yeah. We've got the junk. Allen Borderfield. That ground in Sydney with the fig tree on it. Yeah, um, yeah Bankstown or whatever. Yeah, bank. Yeah, with the Wacker. Who yeah. don't have footy. So there's there's a yeah. couple there that could probably sneak a few games through. Maybe SA might be the only one where... Yeah, well, oh, that... like the backup grounds like Glenelg and all that have got Sandful teams. So if the Sandful, yeah. goes, ahead, yeah. Sandful goes ahead, in theory, they won't have any grounds. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I imagine they play football in every ground. In, yeah. Or someone would anyway. Like the Belinda Clark Oval would have a... Yeah, there must be... There, obviously, they've got some plan. In these notes I've got, there was no explaining how they were going to achieve this, but that's what their plan is, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Maybe I mean, the Nick Lewis concrete bunker in Alice Springs. Yeah. Mm. They could put their foot down and say, well, no, we've there's, you know, what's the change to our agreement? Yeah. This is the date we take over. Yeah. You're not allowed to play after this date on the G because the groundskeepers need X amount of time to fix up the turf. and yeah. That'll be probably an issue early on in the season, is all yeah, the, how, think, the, how the wicket locks well, I think big, I think all it'll be is that I think they'll just use the junk. I think the the G will basically still have their... They'll just have a straight month from start yeah. of November until... Well, two months, really, start of yeah. November until Boxing Day to get it ready with no, with no other games on it. Yeah, probably. but that means... Yeah, yeah good point. You're just I think everything, everything will probably be at the junk, which yeah. is, the main, is the main plan for the junction over now anyway. Well, that's why they did it up, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that was the whole idea. The G. 
Yeah. And so they wouldn't have to deal with dropping pitches. They could have an actual pitch there all the yeah. time. And, um, so the last point of their CA plan in terms of cricket-wise is um, they are scrapping or putting on pause second 11 cricket. So no um, state-based second 11 cricket. Shit, no, no futures league. No under-15 rep sides or under-17 rep sides. So they are all being put on pause. The under-19s will continue in their, as they are at the moment. So I imagine that's just because they're probably viewed a bit like with the AFL. They're bringing the NAB under-18s back as well because this is the kids' chance. Not, not in career-wise to get drafted, but it's their chance to put their hand up to go, hey, I'm in your next batch of blokes coming through. So, yeah, and I might yeah. get a periphery contract at a state mm. level or something like that. Yeah, Which we've yeah. seen from Fraser McGurk and um, young Will Parker, who we mentioned last week, turned down nominating for the AFL draft this year because he signed a cricket Victoria contract. Yeah. Yes, Probably no. the only real issue that comes from that is where do they go after under-18s, right? So if they're, if they're on the periphery of state selection... Are they going to drag them straight from the under 18s because there's no second 11 comp that they can play in anymore? I just, or maybe it's going to be club cricket if that gets off the ground. I'm just... Probably a better way of doing it, in my opinion. You just nah. go and play for fucking Essendon or Carlton or. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's going, to be, I think going to be more of a focus on Premier cricket. I think. Yeah. yeah. For, as, for, for lack of a better terming, it might actually strengthen Premier cricket because you will have rounds where instead of. Um, fucking, I can't even think of a guy like Michael Hill from Essendon's a perennial second 11 player. Like, instead of him playing, missing a week or two because he's yeah. playing in at North Sydney Oval against the New South Wales second 11, yeah. he'll stay within the Premier rank. So, it's yeah. good for him. It's good for the Premier bowlers who are trying to get him out because it makes them lift their game and yeah. it just makes the whole comp stronger. So, from good that point. point of view... It might actually bolster Premier slash Grey cricket around the nation. Yeah. But, um, the ones I probably the ones that makes you feel for a little bit is these blokes who are probably never going to be much at cricket because they either will stop growing or not get any stronger. So they don't get to dominate under 15s and get a rep shirt to wear training. <laughs> they're like 30. So they're the guys I feel for. Yeah, so, yeah. the man child of the world. <laughs> that you do. I, I do wonder whether this um, changing the philosophy of Australian pathway, talent pathway, mm. what effect that'll have in, let's say, six years? Because it's yeah. all changed now. So instead of these guys never really playing a lot of great cricket because they're off doing tours and under-19s, 15s, 19s, 17s, 19s, yeah. and then into straight into a state squad and, you know, maybe playing a little bit. At, but they play a lot of cricket when they're younger in grade cricket. Yeah. At least yeah. a year or two, I think, probably. The, you know, it'd be interesting to see whether these this batch of cricketers at the same talent level are better than the previous two years and the two yeah. years after or something like that. It'd be interesting to look back on it in, a, you know, a decade or something yeah. and see how that all pans out. Well, it's a good litmus test and a good sort of research test. I, I think, think, it, I, think it's just, I honestly think this will just be a blip in the thing. I think like, I think in 12 months time, we're going to be sitting here and our summer's going to be back to normal. Like, Oh, I think it'll be back to normal. So, but I just don't know whether like those players that have to go through grade cricket yeah. this summer will progress further than a player that yeah, just hang around possibly. in the under 19s or the, the age mm-hmm. group. Um, yeah. style cricket and the you know we go and play South Africa's under 19s somewhere instead of playing five rounds at, of grade cricket for Essendon against everyone you know yeah. bloody ferals in Geelong fucking <laughs> spitting on you as you're walking out the bat that's what you need <laughs> <laughs> the ferals like Tim Ludeman spitting mm. on you from behind the stumps yeah. allegedly mm. <laughs> uh, alrighty so yes that's the main changes that this plan is going to put across um the actual cricket, their plan, obviously, one of their other things was to continue their support and, you know, the build and bubble, basically, around the two men's and women's um, international teams that they want to... Basically, they don't want that aspect of it to be damaged by any of this, So they're, which doesn't make sense because they just laid off a fucking bunch of coaches. So I don't understand how <laughs> it's going to stay the same. Apparently it is, so fucking who knows. So we'll yeah, see how that, that might plays be out. Like a publicity thing too. Yeah. Like they can't be seen as not yeah. having any change when everyone else in the organisation is getting laid off or fired or 
you know, so maybe. Well, the thing too is they can't be seen to be devaluing their biggest asset because, as the reality <laughs> is, is the Australian men's and women's cricket teams are this corporation's biggest asset. So yes. you can't it's come out basically money. admitting that you are devaluing it by taking staff members and resources away from it. So yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I think what we might see with that is um, more of a consultancy type arrangement so get people in for the series as opposed to giving them 12 month yeah, contracts yeah. as assistant coaches so you go right come in for three months we'll pay you as an assistant coach and then you can fuck off because we haven't got a test match for three months or whatever again talk to us mate i i was like yeah that's kind of what Logan does already so this means we're going to see more see more of steve Bolinari to decide yeah. by himself, not adding anything to the fucking cricket side. What <laughs> I tell him sitting next to fucking Langer saying stuff like, oh, good shot, or geez, it looks tough out there. <laughs> no. Mate, don't blame Steve. They bought him in. Blame the yeah. bloody board members, Gin. Your favourites. Get them if, in the gun. If, <laughs> if he went in and said, I want to give back to Australian cricket, because it's given me so much. And he didn't charge a bloody figure on top of his head for coming in. I'd be fine with it. But he got paid. And I don't reckon he got paid. I, I think he got paid way too much for what he added to the team. Allegedly. 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 But the one thing that this, <laughs> that this kind of consultant short-term um, assistant coach situation would create is more of it. It would be more of it. Like you saw it. Like a guy like a Ricky Ponting, who has so much fucking knowledge. He has more knowledge in his little finger than most cricketers us, have in their fucking entire us. body. Yep. <laughs> he, he's not going to commit to be an assistant coach for three years and travel the country, give up his media and give up his personal life that he's now yeah. got because he's been retired. But if you say to him, yeah, mate, can you just come to these three tests in Australia or you're over here doing commentary, can you just come one or two days beforehand and help out in the nets and we'll sling you a little, we'll sling you a little bit. Like, I think you're going to get more players of a higher probably aptitude and that who will be prepared to come in for a short-term stay. And, like, and, and, and as much as we get frustrated by him, well, Warney's a really good example of that because oh. he's not the type yeah. of person who's going to buy into the being a coach and doing all the admin and paperwork and behind, all the other stuff of being a coach that might be required, all the analysis. But he'll come and watch a net and tell you that you're, you're not tw- you're not getting enough revolutions on the ball. You're not doing this or you're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. So it'll probably will make that easier from it'll and it'll give you access to better uh, quality um, players to get involved. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think. Mm. I, yeah, as long as like the players don't get confused from tour to tour, like someone yeah. could come in and say, "Oh, your front arm's not high enough," or someone goes, "Don't care about your front arm. Your back knee's not low enough." Well, I think you still have a ba- at the base. You still have a batting and a bowling coach, mm. which that's yeah, why I don't yeah, get. Yeah. That's why I don't get rid of... Okay, if you want to get rid of Graham Mick just because he wasn't doing a good job, that's fine. But I think he's still going to have Langer and a batting and a bowling and to a lesser extent a fielding coach. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, I but, agree with um, that. But I think you can have those other assistants come in under them. But Yeah, Dave. I think um, Graham Hick falls under the flight centre rule. So um, <laughs> when COVID hit, uh, flight centre said, oh, look, we're going to have to close a couple of stores because, you know, it's COVID. Whereas, in actual fact, they'll just go fucking broke anyway because everyone plans their own holidays these days. Um, so I think they just wanted to get rid of Hick and found this to be a good time just to yeah. go, uh, sorry, Graeme, you're out of here, son. Yeah, not the only bloke so victim of that, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> not on his Pat Malone, you reckon? No, I've just yeah. got a bit of rhyme and slang in there, guys. Alrighty, so, um, so we'll touch on the other points that were mentioned in this yep. plan quickly. So... Are they going to continue to invest in junior and community cricket, or as, as they love to call oh, it, a yeah. fucking memo? Grassroots. There it is. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so they've they're given fucking Carlton Cricket Club a fucking four point five million dollar grant then because they consider Premier and fucking grassroots. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> um, so the other point they made is they want to give a greater autonomy for the states and the territories in the development of their own players for international cricket. So I think that's part of the, probably what you're going to see with the um, easing off of pathways and rep teams as well. Instead of getting these young men and women into these pathways where they go to like a academy and all this stuff. And you, and instead of doing that, there'll be, it'll go a bit more to, to a state-based system, I yeah, think. That's so, interesting. 
which isn't necessarily a bad idea, but it, um, what I think that, that might end up creating a bit more of this kind of um, situation where we see we, we see a bit more now with players switching states, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. Because they'll see that, like, for example, like, um, at the moment, Adam Zamp has gone from South Australia to New South Wales with the theory, you know, the old theory that New South Wales is a spinning deck and him being around another quality spinner in line, even though they've both got different um, disciplines, but it'll give him a chance to develop better and give him a better chance of being an international cricketer. So I think you might see a little bit more of that type of thing. Yeah, it's, that's but, probably more of a Australian rules football model, at least, which is like you... Here's some money, but you you state you need to develop your your pathways yourself. Yeah. You know there isn't a national pathway thing apart from a couple of carnivals or something, but you need to bring that team to this carnival. We won't bring we won't take players out of your system and put them into a national system, which cricket does with the yeah. you know the centre of excellence and all this sort of stuff. And you know I suppose it's slightly different because they can they have an Australian. Under 19 side, but yeah. whereas AFL doesn't, you know, they don't go and play bloody England for AFL. But it's an interesting way to do it. I, I'm not sure what's better, to be honest. I don't know enough about it, but I don't see it being a, a true negative as long as it's funded properly by Cricket Australia in the states. I think it's fine. Might see the return of the uh, VIS, so that's good. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, hopefully VIS countries stay in the sides. So I really love. <laughs> The Victoria countryside. You need two, I think, in every. Yeah, you gotta have country and metro. Like yeah. we, we've got like as we know, one of our listeners, the big uh, man from down uh, Ballerine Way, Big Tip Badsley, is a big fan of country metro. Like he doesn't believe he believes every, he believes every sport should have it, even at fucking the highest <laughs> levels. He thinks there should be a Collingwood country and a Collingwood metro side. He's that passionate <laughs> about it. But yeah, so. I think there should be an Australian country versus an Australian <laughs> metro. The country needs to play, you know, you have a test against England's country in England's city as well. So I think, you know, two ashes, I think, is interesting, which Tim's always talked about, to be honest. All righty. So um, another point uh, they've got here is they want to reduce the budgets in their admin, their travel, their marketing, and their advertising. So. Um, that's an interesting one because, from all accounts, are they fucking sponsored by an airline? So shouldn't that? Oh no, they might be the AFL. Sorry, I might have been back. I might have things back. <laughs> they they, they uh, would have an agreement. Just in the cricket, yeah, fucking yeah, they'd have an agreement together. So there's surely something going on there. But um, but yeah, it's interesting that um, they get they want to reduce um, marketing and advertising and everything. Like, I could see why, but it's it's still kind of your bread and butter of how you draw. Like, there's still people that. You know, are going to react to the. Like you saw how people reacted this year when they redid the. Um, come on, Aussie, come on for the girls for the World Cup. But like people were pretty. That was pretty good, and that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So, it'd be interesting to see what they have defined as reduced budgets in these areas. Mm. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I wonder how they do it. Whether it's mm. like just. Does that mean basic ads on TV, or does that mean yeah. like? There's less staff that work harder, or does that mean they'll spend less money with agencies? Or you know, it's interesting. It's a bit pretty vague, I suppose, what they're saying. I think the other thing too, I suppose, from an advertising point of view, is um, a lot of the emphasis is really on the broadcast rights holder, anyway. I guess because they're the ones that are trying to attract the yeah, eyeballs their money, to their television. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Hmm. I guess it's on different platforms, like a Cricket Australia going to do like yeah. web banners or. Hmm. Social media shit. They probably do that themselves. I can't imagine Channel Seven or Foxtel would do that on behalf of Cricket Australia. So I yeah, don't know. that's true. It's, don't really know how it works, which was not surprising hmm. for this podcast. Actually, yeah, fucking answer that. <laughs> we don't know. What, we don't know what we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> we know nothing. Like literally nothing. We're just spitballing about stuff we know nothing about. Um, don't tell the listeners. Yeah. So we'll finish off this part of the uh, cricket news. So lastly, they're going to cut all bonuses for senior management, and they're going to implement executive executive pay reductions which they've spoken about doing so I don't know whether that's the pay reduction they've already done or whether they're going to do more either way some people at the top they like like they started with Kevin Roberts he took 100% pay reduction and then it's going to move forward <laughs> from there <laughs> oh great <laughs> fucking hell that was good <laughs> all righty so <laughs> I can't help but laughing. <laughs> um, so before we... I actually was going to move on from talking about Cricket Australia. There's one last thing I want to touch on. 
um, which I didn't have in our notes, boys. So I apologize for that. It just fucking clicked with me now. Um, <laughs> during the week, apparently done in error due to all this Kevin Roberts thing and oh, no. people going outside of their boundaries and that. Our, uh, one of our favourites, I won't say he's a friend of the show, but he's one of our favourites. <laughs> and he's, um, he's Rob Moody, uh, old Rob Belinda number two on YouTube, was sent basically a cease and desist um, from the CA legal team to stop using their copyrighted material for his uh, monetary gain, I think was, yep. was the wording. So, um, and on Twitter alone. So it was just Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's an interesting move by Cricket Australia. Obviously, I think some clown with um who's got too many student loans and spent too much money to go to school saw this and thought <laughs> it was a fucking good idea. But it does become interesting considering that Cricket Australia's own Twitter at times has promoted Rob and his work. So yeah. kind of um. Yeah, I don't know. Cake and eat it too. Bite the hand that feeds you type situation. So it's very interesting. So what are you boys? What are you, Dave, what were your thoughts when you saw this? Yeah, look, I don't mind playing devil's advocate here. Uh, and Gid and I, or Alex and I, have had this discussion before. But um, he doesn't really own any of that footage. It's not his. Like, it's not his IP. Yeah. So um, if they wanted to, they could very much walk in and go, hey, mate, actually, this is our shit. And therefore, you need to stop. Um, putting it on the web if you're making any money out of it. If his channel's not monetized on YouTube, then I, I, it shouldn't matter, right? Because he's not actually gaining anything. He's actually doing free marketing for um, Cricket Australia. To your point during the week, Alex, around getting Rob actually in and employed by Cricket Australia, that's not a terrible idea. I think it's a great idea. Well, you, you would because you come up with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what I think, I think it's a great idea. Again, um, <laughs> Uh, boy, he had footage Cricket Australia don't have. Yeah. Like, it's just, that boggles my mind, but it, it's what happened back in the day. They used to re-film over top of film and shit like that. So he's just taped it on his, you know, Betamax back in the day or whatever he had. Some of the footage he has quite bad, but it's the only footage. <clears throat> in Australia, at least. Maybe someone's got it recorded somewhere else. Look, it was interesting to me that it was just on Twitter. Mm. Yeah. So they said you're playing stuff on Twitter and you need to close down your account and pull all the videos you have ever posted on Twitter off Twitter. Yeah, so he wrote a post saying, I've got to go back and take 2,000 videos off Twitter now <laughs> all of a sudden because I posted something about Sri Lanka winning something against India, I think it was, something yeah. along those lines. <clears throat> and then Cricket Australia, I think he alluded to, Nick, that they doubled back on their original decision and said it was made in error, which I don't believe at all. <laughs> no. I think it was made perfectly in exactly how they wanted it to happen, except everyone kicked up a stink, including about 15 or 20 ex-international test players and ODI yeah. players saying, we loved your work. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, we, we like seeing all these old footage and old gold and stuff like that. And can't believe Cricket Australia are doing it. Over to you, mate. Oh, I was just going to, once you were finished, I was just going to say that, um, you know, I probably will backtrack a bit and say, uh, it, it'll surprise you to know that I am no legal expert, so <laughs> I could be wrong. Oh, Maybe shit. he does own the footage. Maybe it isn't his IP if he's recorded. No. I'm not sure. No, I don't I've think it is. I've got a feeling anything you tape off TV is actually illegal. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah I remember which is, what like, makes, yeah. which is what makes so much of the, all this new DVR technology so fucking insane. Yeah. I think like, yeah. So I think there's, there's copyright infringement and stuff when it comes to recording. Yeah, I think if you make off money off maybe or you yeah, show yeah. it to like 20 or more but people I think, yeah, outside of your house. Because or... I think you don't see it as much anymore, but there used to be like on some live sport, like I, mainly you see it from footage in America and stuff, but they used to actually say like, if you record this, you do not own this. This remains the property of the NFL or the major yeah, yeah. baseball. Or yeah, whatever. I remember so, that stuff at the start of yeah, coverage so, and stuff that have it. Yeah. yeah, so we didn't seem to have that as much in Australia, which might be what Rob's the workaround for Rob because they never actually put it out there that you cannot own this footage, mate. Mm. But um, I think the thing, like we've mentioned here, is that I personally believe that this was done. I'm like you, Bull. I think this was done on purpose, and I think. They slid it into a day with all this yeah. Kevin Roberts stuff thinking it'll get through no the paper yeah. and no one will notice. Yeah. But Rob made a comment because he's followed by so many people within the cricket media 
and former players and just fucking thousands of people like us who just love his work made it the preferred the uh can't speak the uh, made a storm in a teacup basically and really blew it out yeah. a portion of the point the cricket Australia went we've got enough bad press in the last four yeah. hours let's back the fuck off this <laughs> like, yeah. we've got Adam Zampa fucking changing states now like we've got to back off yeah. like, we but like if you're going to stop spending money on advertising and marketing then um, having Rob like post shit for free is probably a good thing for oh, you. If someone's watching Adam Gilchrist hit a hundred at the Wacker in fucking four balls, and yeah. they might go, "Oh, we'll go to the Test match when it comes out in Melbourne this mm. this month or this year." Yeah, uh, yeah. A couple of things with that, like it does create. Surely, it, <clears throat> even if it's quite minor, it creates an interest in the game for yeah. someone that may not have seen that footage ever before or will never see it because it's yeah. not. You know, Gilchrist scoring a ton to save the match at Adelaide Oval, which is the thing they play 400 times a fucking year. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's Gilchrist scoring 73 in, you know, quick time against Pakistan and they still lost the game or whatever. Yeah. You know, you still see this shit. And also, that Rob Moody doesn't blank out all the advertisements in the background. No. Like, they're still fucking there. Like, there's still yeah. a VB logo on the fucking top of someone's, you know. So it's interesting to me. And, like, I think I read a tweet from Jared Kimber, the uh, yeah, cricket journalist or writer, and he was saying, like, uh, it's an NBA. I don't follow foreign sports. Is NBA, the... Uh, basketball. basketball. Basketball in America. I can always yep. mix it up with NBL. Yeah. That they don't do that at all. People can make their own compilations for dunks and, you yeah. know, great shit and go back in the footage and if they make it, they don't do this copyright infringement stuff or, you know, cease and desist letters. They let everyone go ham for it. It's similar to the Star Wars uh, franchise as well, that people make all their own gear and, you know, T-shirts yeah. and stuff. They don't say, you can't make this T-shirt with a Star Wars logo on it. They say, no, go for it because it's fan. Uh, it builds fan sort of euphoria and mm. interest in the brand. So it's interesting Cricket Australia, I don't understand that. Like, I mean, it can't be a bad thing to me. Yeah. Like, I don't... Yeah, unless, yeah. Uh, and we've discussed this before, but unless they have plans to run their own Netflix-style subscription um, or yeah. the Wrestling Network where they've got all this old footage and they're wanting to sell that for 10 bucks a month, then yeah. fair enough. Maybe they'll go, hey, look, come on, mate. Like, we're it's actually fine. trying to sell this shit now. So therefore, you've got two months or whatever, you well, know. But the reality is, if they do decide something like that, they've got a, they've already got one curator fucking perfectly in line to fucking help them with it. Cause <laughs> yeah, he, that's he, right. Yeah, he yeah. Clearly, he's like, he's clearly organised and knows his shit. So like, at some point, like, I had to put a dollar figure on it, but I imagine that um, Twitter account of his is worth a decent amount of money. Cricket mm. Australia really wanted to fucking, you know. Yeah. And, and you know do, what? He works yeah, but you know what? It does a fucking good service for idiots like us who are just cricket yeah. absolute nuffies. Who, yeah. like, sometimes I'll be at home going, "Oh, I'm going to watch Davy Martin score 100 against India in 04. I'm just going to whack it on, fuck it," and then yeah. just sit there for like the next 50 minutes watching highlights of that. Like, it's just you just know where you can get this shit from, and everyone in Australian cricket knows that you can just go to his channel and find his shit. Well, all the comments on that video, just you and Damien Martin. Cool. Pretty much talking <laughs> to each other. Our mates. Yeah. He's got 400 different accounts, though. I just use the one. <laughs> Damien Martin's just constantly talking about how great the Gold Coast is, despite <laughs> not being that great at all. Um, uh, it, it, I just can't see a negative to someone doing it. I don't understand yep. the yeah, bit. No, I, don't I don't understand so that sort of, like, the finer nuances of TV rights and shit like that, but mm. I don't see how... You, you're not going to watch... You know, Damien Martin scoring a ton in wherever you said bull, and yeah, then go. That's all the cricket I'm going to watch for the year. So I'm not yeah, going to yeah. turn on the I've television anymore. I've yes, had my, exactly. my guts is full. Yeah. I don't need to watch any more cricket for the exactly. whole year. <laughs> and I really stole that sort of argument from Gary Kimber. who was like, you're not going to watch, you know, the ten best dunks from LeBron, and then never watch any basketball yeah. ever again. You know, you're going to continue to watch it. So. But the other thing is, like, if some fucking 10-year-old kid stumbles across that Damien Martin video and goes, fuck, he's great. Oh, maybe I'll play cricket. Yeah. And, like, and then all of a sudden, like, if that happens and that kid winds up being an international cricketer, that, that Twitter, that YouTube channel's paid for itself. Even yeah. if he doesn't and he just yeah. plays cricket for just one year, cricket, yeah. the numbers go up and then Cricket Australia mm. can say to their sponsors, well, there's more numbers playing cricket now so then you can, you can charge you more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. But it literally could just be like a, you know, oh, butterfly effect. If, yeah. 
If so Rob Mitty's like JP Morgan. He's just printing his money. That's good on him. Yeah, I think so. No, yeah. And I, I did play devil's advocate at the start of this little segment, but I hope he never gets shut down because it's a good bloody service. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so it looks like we've got someone asking to join the podcast, so we'll see what he's up to at the moment. Oh, no. Hello, Mr. Slater. You've joined the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast about halfway through its recording. How are you, buddy? We've already switched off, Ross. How are you here? (laughs) Oh, he's just connecting to his audio. There he is. You there? Hey, you got us, Ross? Hey, buddy. So we're actually in the middle of recording, mate. So welcome on board. So you just just missed us talking about Rob Moody. But um, you've come just in time because we're about to... um, Talk about something I think that's going to be really warm the cockles of your heart, and that is the new format of cricket, three TC, which has just been announced by South Africa. So, um, so for those people out there who thought the one hundred was confusing as fuck, wait till you wrap your earlobes around this fucking new form of cricket. So, um, I'm going to try my best to explain it via the Fox Sports article that I've copied. Oh shit! And let's just see. How we fucking go here. All right. So, <laughs> so it's a new format of cricket. So it's um so it's gonna be three teams of eight players compete. <laughs> what? Yeah, three teams of eight players compete in a 36 over match <laughs> with a break at half time. All right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'll Try to explain how this works, all right. So, each team bats for 12 overs. The yep. 12 overs are split into two six-over segments. Jesus. <laughs> so, the first half is the first three segments. So, it's the first 18 overs. So, in the <laughs> first half, they face one of their opponents. And in the second half, they face the other opponent. So, yep. in, this conund- in this conundrum, the third team basically for that six overs, sits in the dugout and watches the other two go at it. Okay. So in, the first, so in the first half, <laughs> the teams will rotate between batting, bowling and the dugout, as mentioned, with a draw <laughs> determining the starting order. So I don't know what kind of draw that is. So whether it's a... Straws. Straws, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it fucking yeah. sounds about that way. <laughs> so, right. And then in the second half, the teams bat in order of who scored the most runs in the first half. Right, right. If the scores are tied, order. the first half order is reversed. <laughs> okay. Jesus, fucked. Jesus. Speaking <laughs> of flow diagrams, you've got to go fairly <laughs> <laughs> So the format will employ a last man standing rule, allowing the last not out batter to have his tucker. So oh, I love that. Beauty. Oh, I love that, actually. The batter can only score in even numbers of runs. Yeah, that makes sense. So you have to get back on strike. So I don't know. So I don't know whether you, if you make a single, I don't know whether that's just go back to the other end, no run scored. I don't, I, I, and that part <laughs> hasn't been explained. So we'll just we'll guess. We'll have to work <laughs> on that. So if a team loses all of its wickets in the first half, which is a fair effort, is six fucking overs. Um, yeah. It forfeits its remaining overs in that half with the last not-out batter to resume the innings in the second half. So, basically, whoever's left stranded in the first half bats bats his last man's tucker in the second half. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, Jesus Christ. Each bowling team will get one new ball for the entire 12 overs, with each bowler limited to three overs. Okay. So, the match will see... This is where it gets fucking weird. Yeah. Oh, really? The match will see the highest scoring team awarded gold, the second team silver, and the third team, I can fancy that, bronze. So if two teams teams tie for the most runs, there will be a super over to decide who's (laughs) gold. Of course there will be. Boundary countback. And if all three teams tie for the most runs, all three teams get gold. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that'll happen Sorry. in the first match Guaranteed um, If two teams tie for the second most runs Both teams will get silver medals uh, Three teams will, Three teams So that's basically the, the format of the cricket So the three teams will be captained by One will be uh, AB de Villiers 
One will be Rabada and the other will be Quinton DePenis, who will captain hmm. the other side. Um, some of the players mentioned are Paftu Pasley, David Miller, uh, Temba Bavuma, uh, Ngedi, and someone called Chris Morris, who I've never fucking heard of, but he must be big name in South Africa because <laughs> he got a mention. Um, and all the money is being raised to the hardship fund. I think the hardship fund is to... to um, Give money back to the poor cunts who fucking paid to come watch this. So, when you said there would be three teams, it took me back to the um, the trotting track days when we had overlapping grounds and there's like yes. three or four different yeah. teams on. The same. I thought, geez, we're going back to the trotting track. You can field it like deep square leg and deep point mm. and be staring at the opposite the yeah, team yeah, just... on the different grounds' eyes as you walk past <laughs> each other. So good. Horrible. Like, how uh, is that? Yeah. Sounds simple, to be honest, Mick. Um, <laughs> don't know why all the uproar, to be fair. Couldn't have come up with a more simple form of cricket, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. Is it going to be played next weekend? Is that it? I don't know. I didn't, June, I didn't, said that, June 27. Oh, it must be. Is, yeah. Isn't How that they... winter in South Africa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's winter in South Africa, it's Mate, winter here. Judging so by these rules, it's probably fucking at an indoor cricket centre anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably who's going to umpire the games and officiate it. So we, it's so complicated. We need indoor cricket umpires. <laughs> A bloke on a high chair just behind the bowlers. <laughs> <up. Yeah. laughs> I think uh, I think Scott Coit's the commissioner of this fucking. Uh, of course yeah. he is, yeah. old Scotty. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Give us your feedback. I thought that was shit. So hopefully our listeners yeah, can make just, heads and tails just, of that. I don't fucking. I don't get what gold medals and silver medals are. Like <laughs> who the fuck? Who the fuck wants a medal for this shit? The, yeah. medal's, the medal's probably gonna be like a Mountain Dew logo, fucking gold yeah. or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, interesting. Um, yeah, if you're interested in that, please unsubscribe from our podcast. You're clearly <laughs> a fucking idiot. Do we have anyone still subscribed? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, no, I'm just... left to unsubscribe. Yeah. So that's all I've got in my um, rundown for cricket news. Has anyone got any other cricket news? Uh, Maybe yes, David Mick. or Gin or Rostars. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rostar. I've just got to. Um... Just got to jump in because I might have to jump out in a minute. But I just, yeah. just for Alex, I put together a beer eleven just for oh. you. <laughs> a, a beer style or a specific beer? No, just beer. What just is eleven beer. Michael beers all in a row? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Michael beers the coach. And, uh, <laughs> opening up, opening up. We've got VB and Melbourne Bitter. Great partnership at yeah. the top of the order. They're really strong. Bitter and bitter, batter and batter, so to speak. So they're up there. Up there. At, uh, at number three, we've got Bogues Draft because you always need a, a big body Tasmanian coming in at three. So. <laughs> <laughs> Four X gold at four because uh, it's the middle order, so you need a mid-strength beer. Oh, well played. Smart. Well yep. played. Uh, number up. five, we got light ice because Ice Man Steve War he batted at five. So <laughs> five is light ice. Where's um Don Beerman? <laughs> no, <he's not> <laughs> at six, we got Duff Beer. <laughs> Duff Man is thrusting in the direction of the cricket problem. <laughs> He's written this down before, as he called us. He's written this down. <laughs> <laughs> at seven, we got four. Uh, no, at seven, we've got um, West End. Because you always need someone shit in your team. <laughs> <laughs> at eight, we've got Coronas. You know, what? you can't have a shitty spinner who can't spin the ball. That's like Corona. It's like a beer that's no good, so you have to put a slice of lemon in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At number nine, we've got Cooper's Pale Ale because it's the sort of drink that could really send down one that would brutishly uh, rear off a length, I feel. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. If you don't roll it. Yeah, yeah that's it. You forget <laughs> to roll it. Like a pitch. You don't roll the pitch. Oh, you get one off a length. <laughs> <laughs> Up in the chin. Uh, yeah, off a good length. Uh, uh, go on. Cop one yeah. in the chops, Ross. That's right. In the bongo. Yep. Go on. Yeah, good. <laughs> At number ten, we've got uh, Cascade Light because you always need a good you need a good light beer to balance out the team, and you need you need a Tasmanian fast bowler in there somewhere. Ah, uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, and then at number eleven, you've got a long neck of your choice. 
That's where you get a bit of freedom in the selection policy. <laughs> I choose Kingfisher. Okay. <laughs> Red stripe. And at 12, 12th man, you got two he's new. Tastes like cat's piss. Yeah, fuck you <laughs> off. <laughs> I love the, the description. Tastes like cat's piss. Well, when it comes to number 11, you have to choose your own long neck. I'll choose Jordan Silk. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, thanks, Ross. You yeah, haven't picked one, Paul. What's your long neck? <laughs> I said red strop. Yeah, he said oh, you did too. Ross, yeah. what's your long neck? Oh, jeez. If I had to pick one, I'd say... Um, <laughs> oh, Peroni. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, all the, one of the greatest long necks that I've drunk in my life. <laughs> no, a long neck of Peroni. Yeah, knock the top off a long neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go down to the local corner store, Butlow. <laughs> buy them out of long neck Peroni. <laughs> drink it before I get home. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That was good. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll leave, I'll leave you to it, fellas. Yeah. Just sort of drop in and drop that bombshell on you, the beer 11. Yeah. Right, right, thanks, Ross. Thanks, Ross. Ross okay. Okay. See you. See you, buddy. <laughs> all righty. So thanks to Dennis Rodman for dropping in there. Um, <laughs> Oh, he just fucked up the whole vibe, too. <laughs> we had a good, uh, serious sort of bloody governance thing going on. So, um, before Roscoe coming with his year <laughs> yeah. 11, we were passing out to if anyone else had any other news they wanted to bring up. I, oh, I do saying, have you some had news. David? Yeah, um, not to make light of the recent job losses at uh, Jollymont, but um, it's given me the opportunity to get my own desk in the office, which has been nice. Um it's been nice to share with Nick for the last four years, but you know, sometimes you need to branch out and, and find your own space. So this one slid across my desk. Not sure it got to yours quite yet, Michael, but um, there's a, a little scandal in the works here from the 2011 World Cup final. So I'll give you sort of a history of it. Um, Ajuna Ranatunga a couple of years back uh, laid mention to or made mention to the fact that he thought um, the Sri Lankan team had sold the World Cup final to the Indian team. Um, and now a, a sports minister uh, within the Sri Lankan government who is no longer there, uh, I cannot pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try, but he's the former Sri Lankan sports minister, um, has come out and said the same thing. Um, oh, wow. The 2011 World Cup final was, was sold to India. Obviously, um, India have denied all those allegations, uh, as you would expect, and as you probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a very interesting read to come out because I hadn't heard uh, Ranatunga's thoughts on it. And usually, yeah, I'll, no, I'll read either. everything a fat cricketer says. So, um, well, I've got an RSS feed that any time Ranatunga's mentioned on the internet, <laughs> it sends me whatever that web page is. So <laughs> it didn't come across my desk. So it must be just purely on radio alone. I think. Yeah, might yeah. be. But yeah, I uh, thought it's probably was hard. Funny. It's probably hard to make it out as he jammed Jim Sims in his mouth. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I had to quote him. Uh, but quite a bombshell if it's anywhere yeah, near true. Oh, yeah. imagine if it comes out like there's a big expose and they mm. did, in fact, sell the game to India. The, um, as oh. bad as it is to say, it's it's not unfucking believable but Yeah. Like, it's shocking and it's like, wow. But if it gets proven right, with what we've seen from as far back as Hansi Cronier and with things with Pakistan and all this, it's not like unfathomable that it fucking yeah. is possible yeah. to happen. So, well, but, you know, yeah. I'm calling it New Zealand sold the World Cup to Australia. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Like, you know, just McCullum pretty much just deliberately missed that ball to get his stubs splayed absolutely <laughs> everywhere the second ball he faced. So, once in a lifetime, that Nari, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's all I get had, in, uh, in terms of use. No. Yeah, but that that is a massive one. So we'll, we'll actually um, yeah, we'll keep a bit of an eye on that. I might uh might do a little see if we can get any more info. Do a bit of a deep dive. Maybe touch. Might I suggest RSS time. feeds, guys? Yeah, it'll be my new. It'll be my new segment. What the fuck's going on in Sri Lankan cricket? You can call it that <laughs> <if> you like. <laughs> like it. Hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. So what about you, Gin? You got any news for us? No news. So I have a segment. If you oh we're, well, we haven't run out of time. No, it's no, we're uh, we're still got a bit of time up our sleeves. So let's. Uh, I don't want to put all your hard work 
was a can't fucking dis- <laughs> throw it away, mate. Put it to one. Mate, it was can't a pr- disappoint our loyal listener, can we? Yeah. It is a pretty quick two minutes, a pretty long, sorry, two minutes of work I put in this <laughs> afternoon. Um, you know, we've been very serious on this episode, apart from Roster's interlude. Um, so I want to just increase the level of seriousness. Oh yes, please. Sounds good. You know, galaxy brain style levels levels of seriousness. <laughs> So what I've what I've made what I've done is a couple of would you rather questions. Okay. Okay. So the concept of would you rather is there's two really tough um, exclusive <laughs> options in case yeah. no one knows what this is. So I would say would you rather do this thing or this thing and you need to pick. So there's negatives. To oh, definitely this thing. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. I don't need to explain it then. So let's move on. First one. Now, would you rather, and we'll go around in um, Zoom um, order, so we'll go clockwise, so, Bull, you can go first. And sure, mate. And if you really want my uh, answer, I'll give you my answer. Okay. But I wrote the question, so it's kind of a bit dumb. So. Yeah. Sure. Bull, would you rather the Aussie test team to never win again, Ooh. or would you rather every time the Aussies play England, Stu Broad and James Anderson both get tenfers in tests? Um, and like full Trent Bridge shit Like you might win a couple of games Oh you can't put riders on it can you No I'm, that's exactly what I'm doing It's my question So this is, <laughs> this is the rider So uh, Sure So, so it's, it's not like they take a 10 for And it's like a 5 for fucking 300 each In the first innings And then you yeah, win okay. every game Like you will lose the vast majority of games Against England And it's like full Trent Bridge shit Where like yep. Stu Broad's doing the win, you know. Oh, I can't believe and believe I took that wicket crap. And, yeah. you know, it's just it's embarrassing to Australia. But a couple of games you might win, but you can't. You don't exclusively lose every game to England, but that happens every game until you perish. Uh, I'd still rather Jimmy Anderson and Stu Broad take tenfers, um, yeah. because it means that we don't have to continuously lose to India every time. So, <laughs> um, who are now? Yeah my nemesis in world cricket That's after I've tried to get a new segment off the ground um, reading through Cricket Australia's uh, social media commentary. So, um, <laughs> yeah, second one. Okay, no worries. Over to you, Mick. Yeah, um, I've got to go bull. I'm with bull on this one. I'd rather the Stuart Broad, Jimmy Anderson one as well because one, yeah, they're bound to retire at some point and fuck <laughs> off. No, no, this yep. is until you die. Oh, what? So they're going to play until they're fucking eight? Yes. Yeah, this is fantasy land. This is fantasy land, mate. Right. Well, that, that's easy then. So we'll, we'll take the second one and I'll fucking make myself into this podcast. And <laughs> fucking well, well, that's, that's a big... Com- that's a community How much mate. I love Australian cricket? Nah. Exactly. No, but, I'm, but I'm with Bull. I'd take it for the simple reason. One, we still get to beat India. And two, we still get the flog that can't out of New Zealand every fucking... <laughs> Yeah, imagine yeah. losing to New Zealand every <laughs> fucking home test oh, no games. <clears throat> All right, question number two. Mm-hmm. Would you rather Virat Kohli is your captain or in test cricket or would you yep. rather Bryce McGain is your captain in test cricket? Uh, I'm just going to go with Kohli. Um, really? Want... Despite his personality? Yeah, and like, it's full like... personality. He's not changing because he's Australian cricket. No, no, I just like winning. Um, and no, if he's yeah, on your yeah. team, Coley's... Well, look, put it this way. If Coley's on your team, you're more of a chance to win than you are to lose, right? So yeah. if McGain's on your team, you're quite highly <laughs> likely to lose based on previous history. So Absolutely. Yeah, as, much, as much as I don't care for Coley's theatrics and whatnot, he is a gun cricketer and therefore... I'd have him in my team any day of the week. But imagine standing next to him after like someone <laughs> took a real easy catch and he's just screaming at yeah. the position. Well, we've had that before in our own oh, personal lives. So <laughs> it's not like it's going to be anything different. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, over to you, Mick. I am going to differ from Bull on this. I'll have Bryce <laughs> McGain. And I'll have Bryce McGain for two main reasons. Yep. <laughs> Reason number one. <laughs> I won't have to spend any time in Pentridge because I won't kill Bryce McGain. Yeah. <laughs> and two, as a fellow spinner, Bryce McGain might give me a bowl. So fucking, yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> but I reckon he might do it up in Pentridge when Bryce McGain bowls himself from one end all day and gets absolutely fucking pelted everywhere. Yeah, well, that's true. But... 
I still think I'd take that over fucking <laughs> dealing with Virat. Pretending like, <laughs> pretending fucking taking easy catches is the hardest thing in the world. All right, the last one of my favourite one. It's still cricket related despite the first question. <laughs> Would you rather never have sex ever again or every time you have sex, no matter where you look, all you see is Mark Cosgrove's Gary Busey smile? <laughs> um, well, I reckon it's been about 10 years since the last time I had sex. So... <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to look at Gary Busey's smile. No way. No, it's like so... your entire vision. So you're technically you're blind. Yeah, it's not how like you long, can. How long does the blindness last for? Just while you're having sex. Also, oh, during the deed itself. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's only a fucking four second little pump, <laughs> isn't it? It's fine. I'll look at Gary Busey for four seconds. Job done. Yep, Gary Busey. It's not Mark Gary Cosgrove. Busey. It's no, Mark Cosgrove because he looks like Gary Busey. I've got yeah, yeah, Cosgrove. I'd take Cosgrove any day. Um, um, I think like it. Personally, you go with either one of these because the amount of sex I'm having, I won't see Mark Cosgrove anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> and if you really wanted to see him, you could just look him up on the internet, I suppose. Oh, well, that's fucking. I should know. have made that. Uh, imagine that. Sorry. Um, before, imagine that. So you. Oh, I don't know how far I can go with this, but you, you sort of <laughs> I having, know where you're going. So you're sort of having your own little time uh, <laughs> on your in, on the internet. Your own and little then, time. And then you've got to, as you're about to sort of um, arrive, <laughs> as you're about to arrive, you've got to flick quickly to a picture of Mark Cosgrove <laughs> smiling back at you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, uh, I, that's not the greatest question. I should have said, like, any sexual activity of any for any kind. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, so oh. that's me, would you rather's. Uh, Good one. And could we get some feedback? Would would you rather more rathers to our uh, loyal listener? <laughs> I, I would not quite enjoy um, this at all. I yeah, quite I, enjoy writing it. So I did. Um, I saw a similar segment to that on Facebook somewhere, and it was like ESPN Crick Info, and it was something like, "Would you rather um lose a test match and make a fifty, or win a test match and make a pair?" And it's like, well, you make a 50, you fuck it, because no one cares about winning or losing. It's all about individual numbers. So that's it. Like, fuck it, that's a no-brainer. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Simplest decision of your life. Can't, have, can't average 50 fucking making pairs, can you? Fucking no. Average. What is it? There's uh, no I in team, but five in individual brilliance? Is that yeah. the... <laughs> well, the other one, there's no I in T, there's an M and an E, and that's me. So fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and you wouldn't last drops. long in the team if you just paired up every fucking game despite that's exactly right. You're not going to stick around, ask, are you? Ask Callum Ferguson. All righty. So I think, if, uh, has anyone got anything else they'd like to contribute? No, just the fact that that was a good little podcast. Yeah, so, so. Come in with yeah. his beer 11. Yeah, so that, um, yeah, that brings us to the end of uh, episode 126. So uh, thank you... To our sponsors once again at the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studio. So hit them up for all your sock wearing needs. Um, as stated, they went out and did the tree thing this previous weekend. So mm. well done to uh, Jesse and the team at Frederick Harold. Um, now the lovely surrounding area of Donald has about 1,500 more trees in it. So good work there. Um, picturesque to begin with, but yeah. even more picturesque now, Mick. Yeah. That's what they say about Donald, you know. Um, good one day, perfect the next, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a veritable mecca for yeah, uh, tourism. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so if you keep buying these socks in about, you know, another 10 years, we'll have the Donald State Forest. So That's keep it. up the good work. Uh, so, yeah, everyone, thanks for listening and see you later. See you guys. <laughs>